Yo, Cedar Rapids music scene, how are you? Thanks so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. I said I'm going to do these maybe till the end of the year just because it's fun, and then maybe we'll take a look back and see if <laughs> see if anybody actually still cares or listens. So I appreciate it if you do listen. If you do enjoy something or disagree or agree, leave a comment, leave us a rating. be great. Uh, so this episode is crazy because um, I had just come back from a trip in Europe, and I was just sort of shot out of the cannon, and I just wanted to just start talking. Like, I couldn't stop talking. And so we started off chatting about the trip that I took and kind of what I learned there. And then we didn't really know where I was going to go, and AJ sort of sort of took me down um, my original band experience, uh, and we, we started chatting about that. And I thought it was pretty interesting because I, I don't really talk about that much. So hope you guys enjoy. As always, please subscribe. Please give us a rating. Love ya. Peace. narcissistic yeah. to do podcasts don't you think i think so to think that you're like i'm gonna talk about stuff and people are gonna listen people are gonna listen i'm an authority now on I my am. own authority <laughs> like, it's yeah, sort of weird i actually that thought just popped yeah. in my head like why we're just sitting in a room yes. having a conversation that we would just have over some beers in a pub yep but yet we're fucking gonna record it Correct. so that people for generations can listen yes. to what we're saying. <laughs> yes, I will live on through this podcast. Oh my god, that's there so go. I think I think this is it. I think this is the last episode. Okay. I'm, I'm officially done You're doing done. podcasts. You've had your revelation. <laughs> have you ever thought that before? That oh, just yeah. popped in my head. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I've I've totally thought about it. It's like how how narcissistic, how up my own <laughs> ass do I have to be to sit in a room and do a podcast, multiple podcasts, multiple. and people like listen to my thoughts. This is my brain and through a and microphone. You love it. And now here it is. So <laughs> you uh for the people that are listening that love I think a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast just love podcasts. So yeah. um we both run separate podcasts too. It's like true. you what, what is your other podcast that you do? I'm super stoked podcast. I'm super stoked podcast. Yes. It's amazing. It's a potpourri oh, podcast and top five thing that's mostly based around movies, music, and beer. Everything and, that you guys love. Yeah. So, God darn, go listen to yeah, it. Yeah, just riddled with nostalgic references and office quotes. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's amazing. I listen to every episode. I've guested it on maybe yes. one of them. Yep. I would like to get back for another you episode. You will be back again. I just don't know what it's going to be about. No, we'll figure what, it out. What episode was I on? We talked about... Uh, we talked about rock music oh, yeah, movies. Mo- movies about music. Right. 
Not musicals. Correct. Thank God, because no. I don't have a favorite musical. Right, right. Yeah, that was a fun one. We, we did it's top good. five on music movies. Yes. I don't know what my next one's going to be. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I'm excited. Uh, we've had some ideas. We do and have I some think, good ideas. I, I think you'll, you'll be in on, on yes. those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I also have another podcast with the Pork Tornadoes called Pretty Cool. Yes. Um, it, it's everything you think it would be. It is us hammered making jokes and talking a lot of uh a lot of funny stories that happen yeah. to us because a lot of funny things happen to us yeah uh in fact um a lot of funny things happened the last episode we put out we talked a lot about our experience at the iowa state fair playing oh, the iowa okay. state fair which is very interesting cool very very interesting so you should look up both those podcasts add them to your yeah. repertoire I, I like your podcast it's fun you get to see the progression <laughs> as you guys drink a little bit more but i like it's all about the setting because it it's often before those shows right yeah like, it's sometimes oftentimes. before shows sometimes sometimes it's after, after shows but yes i love it sometimes <laughs> like this last one was just on the floor in our in my basement okay like because i don't have a coffee table or anything so we just yeah. sat on the floor yeah. drinking drinks after watching rick and morty episodes oh good I love rick and morty do you do you watch rick and morty i do i've seen some episodes i'm just getting into it though so i'm in the i'm in the phase now that i'll be able to just go back and binge watch successfully dude yeah. it is so good and what what really <laughs> turned me on to it is i have a very i'm developing a very nihilistic approach to life okay i don't know where this came from or what happened but um the the one quote that really drew me in i'm pulling it up here because okay. it's too good man uh they go uh, hold on i got this for you yeah it, it, it so so uh who is it it's um Morty, Rick and Morty kind of have a nihilistic approach as the series goes yeah. on, but Morty says, nobody exists on purpose, nobody belongs anywhere, everybody's going to die, come watch TV. Come watch TV. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God. Is <laughs> Life's this, changing. Is this, this is me yeah. in cartoon form. I love this. I don't yeah. know why. I've been nihilistic and fatalistic, if that's even a word. Okay. Uh, just like, we're like, dude, like shit's going to happen. Like yeah. there's nothing we can do about it. So you're just along for the ride. I'm just and along you're just for there the ride. Happy and positive or just enjoy, or just myself. enjoy yeah. yourself. Just enjoy myself and be happy and positive and like, yeah. oh, well, fuck it. Yeah. Here we go. And that, and that's what's funny. I'm shot out of a cannon right now, dude. Okay. I came back from uh, you texted a two, me week, this. two week trip in Europe. Yeah. And I was in England, I- Ireland, and Iceland. Okay. And just anytime you you travel, especially overseas, yeah, you just experience. the The one thing I got is that I was in Iceland in a, in Reykjavik, Iceland, one night. Okay. And everyone there is the is the same as a town in America. Yeah. Just they're just in a different setting. And, and people have the same cares and concerns and, oh, that girl never texts me back. Or, oh, my, I hate my job. And, yeah. oh, man, I wish I could be a full-time musician, but I can't be. You know, like, right. every, it's the same everywhere. Everybody has the same concerns and the same fears and the same loves. and like, But it's just, you're just in a different country. It's just country. a different area. It's just a different area. And There's, it's amazing because yeah. you think about a place like Iceland, like, oh, God. Man, do they even have television over there? And I bet it's amazing over there, and it's like La La Land. It's the same. Yeah. It's it's. The, I mean, now granted, Iceland was the most amazing place I've ever been. Okay. There are waterfalls <laughs> around every turn, and mountains, and glaciers, and Just volcanoes. Oh it was God. amazing. But but the people are the same. Yeah, the fucking same. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm like rejuvenated. I'm like I want to fucking do shit and create yeah. things and. So I figured we needed to do this while I'm while I'm at it. Yeah, while, while you're I'm, on it. So I'm coming down, man. <laughs> what was super cool though is I met yes. a ton of musicians. Okay. I uh one guy in particular, um, his name's Philly, Philly Walsh. Philly He's Walsh. He's an Irish lad. 
He okay. talks amazingly, mm-hmm. has great slang. Uh, he actually found the pork tornadoes uh, through Tennessee whiskey video on YouTube and commented wow. and said, Hey, I'm in Ireland. I, I love you. Come over and see me. <laughs> and I was like, well, funny enough, I'm actually coming to Ireland. Yeah. Like, Hey, can we want to meet up? <laughs> and so I got to know him a little better. He's in a band. He's in a cover band nice. in Ireland that strictly plays weddings. Okay. Called the curly bobs. And, and so I, we just arranged like, dude, you want to come? I'm going to be in uh, Galway for an evening that's close to you. You want to come down and, and have some pints and chat about it? Yeah. And so um, he did. He brought his uh, his wife and his brother down. And I was with my brother and my wife and his wife. And okay. we just invaded a little small town pub and just drank copious amounts of Guinness and whiskey and talked about music. And it was amazing because wow. his band has the same struggles and the same dynamics as yeah. like my band does or any band does it's right. just in a different country yeah and it was amazing to hear him i the first question i asked him was um do original artists hate cover bands and he he laughed and was like oh my god yeah like <laughs> and, and he like pulled out a meme i think i think we've seen it where it was like uh me me when original bands make fun of me for being in a cover band and it's a guy like wiping his eyes with hundred dollar bills like he's like this is my favorite meme because it's and and it was just amazing to hear that that like that that doesn't matter where you are or what language you speak it's the same it's not a cedar rapids issue it's not a a world issue issue. (laughs) it was so it was so awesome and um another thing about him um so his band only plays weddings Okay. They're a cover band. Mm-hmm. They mix in traditional uh, Irish music, but they mm-hmm. also play wedding music, you know, today's hits. But I asked him if they play venues. He's like, no, there are no venues. Really? He said that unless unless you were maybe going to go to Dublin, which is a huge, giant, bustling city, he's like, there are no bars that, like, bands plan. Really? Which blew my mind. He said it's all it's solo acts, duos that play in these bars. Mm-hmm. And so they only play weddings. Like that is their only outlet to make money and play, wow. which I found to be really interesting. Cause we're yeah. very lucky over here that we can do weddings and corporate gigs and venues and yeah. festivals. He said, there's no such thing as festivals. You know, like we have the uptown Friday nights that right. does not exist okay. because of weather. And you know, it just they doesn't just exist. Can't bank on. Yeah. You just can't bank yeah. on it. And, and he said, for the most part, people just don't necessarily go out to see shows really okay which was super weird right yeah yeah uh, and i did ask i got into him i said uh what are you guys making for money Ooh. after a couple pints deep yes and he said they're making like <clears throat> like like a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks to play a wedding okay which i think in the grand scheme of things is fairly similar uh-huh. to you know they're making three hundred to four hundred dollars a band member right when, when you get to weddings and corporate events usually your price goes up a little bit so i felt mm-hmm. like I didn't know what he was going to say, but yeah. I felt like it was it was pretty, uh, you know, comparable to what I thought he was going right. to say. Okay. Um, another thing I noticed is like busking is huge. Yes. The, the sitting on the sit on the yep. street corner. Yep. And it was amazing because these dudes, like especially in London and in Dublin, like they're carrying speaker systems mm-hmm. and guitars and mic stands. And it's not like you can just drive up and park in these busy city areas. So yes. they're walking like miles, sorry, kilometers, kilometers <laughs> to get to these places. And they will always draw car- draw crowds. You know, they've got their case open. People listen to the song. It's amplified. Yeah. They find an outlet to plug in, plug their speaker in play. Um, and people are throwing money in their, in their guitar cases, like standing around. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because every person I heard was just like unreal. Right. Yeah. But they're, they're playing on a street corner for, 
50 bucks in change. Yeah. And, and they have nowhere to go play other than the street corner. In the street. Which I found was super crazy. Yeah. Um, here's another crazy thing. Uh, have you ever heard of the Dubliners? Uh, that sounds very familiar. The Dubliners are a very famous, like traditional Irish band, like the Clancy Brothers kind yeah, of thing yeah. from 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 decades ago. Okay. Um, we we were in in Dublin on a Saturday night, and every bar was just bursting at the seams, you know. And we're like, "Fuck, we just want to hear some traditional music and yeah. drink some pints." And we found this weird bar that was like upstairs and. I thought we were going to our demise. It was dark and we had nowhere. <laughs> we pop out in this little, little bar, like comfy couches, dim lit setting, maybe only like 15, 20 people there max. Perfect. And two guys sitting up on stage playing uh, traditional Irish music. Shit. Like this is perfect. This is where you want to be. We sat down. A guy ended up sitting next to us, a local guy and just got to chat. And he's like, well, do you know who this is? No, I don't know who this is. He goes, well, that's, have you ever heard of the Dubliners? Said, oh, hell yeah. He goes, that's the son of the main guy from the Dubliners. Like, what? Wow. Holy shit. And, and he was amazing. He was incredible. But it was just weird because he was playing for like no money. Apparently, even if you do play in a pub, they don't pay you. Like you, it's tips. It's like tips. Tips are everything. Okay. Like, get, here's a free, we'll give you a free bar tab or whatever. But yep. I mean, they are very adamant about the, yes, if you like what you're hearing, mm-hmm. pay the toll here, please. We yeah. really love to make some money tonight. And yeah. this guy was unreal. He could come to America on St. Patrick's Day and charge 10 grand. But like yeah. here he is in Dublin, just a famous person, a famous name musician playing to 15 people. Yeah. You know, and most of who don't know, <laughs> don't even know who he is. God, that's crazy. It was nuts, man. It's, <laughs> That's so weird, man. Like, I think the I think the uh, having no place to really play, like in the smaller areas or whatever, must must obviously push them to do the busking. They so they can just mm-hmm. do that stuff, and then maybe they hope make that the it right into, person walks by or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that's so that's so interesting. It was crazy. They don't have the opp- they don't have the opportunity to go to a place. And yeah. Be, hey, can we play your place? So like our full Please, band look, and like yeah, look at my full band. Nope. No, nope. Sorry, you can't. <laughs> you don't have the opportunity to do that. It, it was also very interesting. Um, they don't people that live in Ireland don't really give a fuck about traditional Irish music you know like St. Patrick's Day they don't really care about that so the musicians have to play the traditional stuff that that the tourists want to hear but also play the American pop music gotcha infused into that so I asked Philly about that and he said their set list is like 60 to 70 percent famous pop music Mm mm-hmm dance wedding party and then 30 percent like okay you're drunk now let's do the irish sing-alongs right. kind of a thing so that was that was kind of interesting. interesting i mean like people like american pop music in general like rules the world yeah people love that shit yeah i heard that i heard the same song from like 10 different buskers <laughs> you know like it was the <laughs> the pass passenger let her go yes like, like every one of them played that song when i walk i happened to just be walking by to hear one song and they yeah. played that song like, somehow it flowed right into the next busker <laughs> yeah. that you oh, was the third verse <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah it was it was dude it was incredible um i like what's cool about iceland is their youth culture hip-hop rap hip-hop rap like that is yeah. all they care about okay we found a, a station everything's in icelandic there but we found a tv station that only plays music videos oh and it would play like two or three famous music videos and then a local icelandic rap group really video and what's dope we talked about this in the last episode with elizabeth their video productions 
unreal. Really? Like pe- people are taking videos to the next level. These kids, like this 15 year old white Ice- Icelandic kid with red hair and a crater face, like look the cool, like the coolest <laughs> the motherfucker coolest I've ever dude seen. dude that you need to hang out yeah. with. Like, he's yeah. like Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was crazy just to think like that these, uh, you know, what was really weird is I looked up this Iceland, this one particular song that I kept hearing from these young Iceland rappers. Okay. Like it wasn't bad. I kind of liked it. I okay. don't know what they're talking about. Sure. It's in Icelandic, but I, I looked them up on YouTube saying, oh, well, this, you know, let's just see what's going on here. I'm sure it's 3.2 million views on this Jeez. video. Yeah. On YouTube, right? And then I went to their Facebook and they had like a thousand Facebook fans. Yeah. You know, so I think it just goes to show you that videos transcend. Like videos hit the world, yeah, and people love consuming videos. Uh, and I, so I don't know how they got that many views, but yeah, they're up there. I think that kind of speaks to the idea of like how easy it is to get caught up in your own little world of like what's around yeah. you, and then you think, well, if I put it on YouTube, nobody's gonna watch it. Like no one's gonna go to it because it's not directly linked to Facebook, and Facebook's gonna squash it with the yeah. algorithm and yeah. all that. And it's like, yeah, but there's people out there looking what for if? stuff. What if they find it? You know, like there's people all over the world <laughs> who that's how they consume. Some countries, like well, uh, most do now, but you know, I think it's like China. They don't allow Facebook, you know, but if you put a YouTube video up that you yeah, can be the biggest thing can, in chat, you know, exactly. It's, so it's one of those little things. It, I don't it, know. It's crazy. And I am also noticing that, uh, young, the younger you get, you are, the chances of using, you using Facebook are none. Mm. You know, like young kids do not use Facebook. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's all Instagram, Snapchat, exactly. like Twitter. Like, yeah. And to put it into perspective, uh, there's this band I've been getting into lately called Chase Atlantic. Yeah. Okay. They're young dudes from Australia and they're just tearing it up. Like they're yeah. getting, they're getting pretty popular right now. Yep. Um, I went on their Instagram. They had 109,000 Instagram followers. Uh, for this young and up and coming band. And then I went to their Facebook and they have 30,000 Facebook follows, mm. you know? So like, see that discrepancy there. Yeah. They're not, they're barely, barely rarely updating Facebook, not putting much content on there, but their Instagram is just off the charts. Off the, like yeah. people commenting all over the place and videos and everything up. And the same was for those, um, the Iceland band. I looked that up too. I'm yeah. like, Oh, only a thousand Facebook likes. But then I went to their Instagram and it was like, 30,000. Yeah. You know, so it was weird to see that, that like if, if you're playing younger band music Mm -hmm. or your original band writing what would be described as independent, like younger, yeah, younger generation music like facebook's probably not the right place to probably do it. not where you want to be or don't waste your Spending time on a it. lot of time yeah don't waste your time yeah on it. it's like you know there was a it used to be it really used to be like if you're going to post on anything then post natively but at the same time almost to this point now the way it's getting is like man if you're focusing on your instagram and stuff then just let it link to your yeah. facebook and then write it off almost not not write it off but it's like yeah, so people used to spend so much time, and they still do spend yeah. so much time on Facebook. And it's good insight to see. It's like, yeah, all those other places yeah. are where people are actually consuming you. Yeah, you know. And oh, I did. I did have a couple conversations with people about how since American music is so popular overseas, you know, like I, I, I told Philly, I go, hey, you know, Pork Tornadoes, you you know our band, you've been following us. If we came to Ireland and booked five shows. 
how would it be received? And he's like, it would be monumentally received. He he said, I don't care how good you are or what you are, but the fact that you're from America coming here, playing American music, people would, would overly consume that. Yeah. And be and go crazy about it, and that's been the that's been the same since the early two thousands. Like when I was yep. in an original band, that the, they basically said like if you can get to Europe, you're gonna do just fine. We we actually did um, when we were on tour as Kidnap the Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this the original band that we were in the early two thousands or mid two thousands. We went on tour. We met lots of different bands, and we I remember specifically this one band that we met and is at a place called um, like zombies or something. And, and we we're down in San Antonio, Texas or something like that. And uh, this band was coming through and I mean, they were good, yeah. but they weren't like, wow, man, these guys are amazing. Like I, I, man, these are, there wasn't a lot of people at this show, man. You know, they were a three piece act, um, but they came, uh, we got to talking and they were like, yeah, we just got back from Europe. European tour. Yeah. And I was like, Europe? Like, what were you guys you doing? in Europe? What were you doing in Europe? He's like, dude, they love American yeah. music over yep. there. Yep. They love it. Like, well, you'll go, if as long as you got your passport, and if you can, one, if you can find a way to get over there, like yes. you say, but also, if you find the right people, yeah. people will literally, like, and that's, that's that point. I haven't looked at this much today. Yeah, of course, today, of course. But there, there are people who are like, oh, American band. Like then we gotta get you over here if they like you yeah. and you'll be received well. Yeah. They think yeah. people will pay for a portion of you to exactly. th- that get you know, to get you over there. Exactly. So it's crazy. And it sounds man. like it's still that way. Yeah. But what was really weird is looking at a place like Ireland. Like we, if if the pork tornadoes, if we woke up tomorrow and we were who we are. Yeah. Right now, but we we're in Ireland. Like we wouldn't be able to function the same way that we do now. Sure. Because we did. There's not that many avenues. You know, like the festivals. We're we're living off of festivals right now. Right. It seems like every weekend there's 17 different street dances and county yeah. fairs and and th- that are doing the same thing, putting bands on big stages and big crowds. But over there, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So you'd almost have to completely adapt. I didn't see any live music venues the way we know them in right. Dublin. I saw none. Okay. You know, the like, oh, I'm going to go in here and see live music. And mm-hmm. like, no, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So, and, and what was crazy though is like they, whenever a, a large, large, large music act comes to Ireland, the country, like people come from all over the country yeah. into Dublin to see that show. Yeah. Um, uh, 50 Cent was playing that night, <laughs> Friday night, I think it was, in Dublin. And like everybody we met was like, I'm going to the 50 Cent concert. Really? Even though they're like, I don't really care about 50 Cent, but I'm going. I'm going. Because it's 50 Cent. Because it's something that Ireland. they don't get a lot of? Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. Does it speak to the saturation then? Yeah. Like, maybe? I think so. But like, I mean, obviously, yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, sorry, I'm just like connecting no. dots in the conversation. And it's just like, there's so little of like things going on for music, yeah. you know? And like... Um, or it's just not as valued as highly as like yeah. we kind of value it, or or maybe it's valued or it's higher, but yeah. there's just not as much of it. Yeah, you know. And they, I just found it interesting that they 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 put that on a pedestal, but then their own local musicians, yeah, they don't necessarily give a fuck about. Okay, yeah. So it was it's super weird. I think I think we are lucky. I found that we are lucky over here yeah. that we have so many avenues and so many great places to play and people actively wanting to see our bands play and things like that. Yeah. So that was what was really cool. I mean, like I, I, I Philly specifically was like, I see these photos and videos that you guys put up and I'm blown away 
at how many people are there and what the venue looks like. And he's like, man, we would give anything to do that. To you experience know? that. Yeah. Wow. So it was cool. It was, it was super, uh, it was refreshing to be over there. Mm-hmm. It was refreshing. It's super, almost more refreshing to be back. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, I'm just ready to roll, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to just Let keep that working. Fire. Yeah. Keep working and just keep doing cool shit and continue with my fatalistic approach on life. <laughs> Like fuck it, if this plane crashes, don't care. Yeah, like that kind of thing. I, didn't, I just I I'm getting back from Ireland and Iceland. I, I don't, don't care. care. Don't care. <laughs> and then when it lands, you're like, fuck yeah, airplane. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys think that you'll ever uh, that you might maybe make that a possibility? I, don't know. I think for the it'd be a, I think it'd be super cool. Yeah. And we try to once a year go on a, a band vacation. Mm-hmm. And lately, we've been playing a show while we're there. Yeah. Like we last year, we were in the Virgin Islands and we we played a show while we were down there. That's right. So like we're already there. Yeah. Start sending out some press kits, see if anybody wants you. So I think that might maybe be some, but then you get into crazy logistics. Like, yeah, man, you got to rent gear. Yeah. You know, like you're not bringing your gear with you. You're not flying all that stuff Uh over there. So then you got to rent gear, find a place that has it where like in the Virgin Islands, the gear that they had and provided was terrible. Oh no. (laughs) Oh, it was terrible. So Uh, we befriended a local band and said, bros, We'll pay you money to let let us use your let stuff. Us use that your gear. stuff's at least better than what they have. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, like we play a corporate event in Long Beach, California last year. Yes. And like they provided the gear for us, but it was in Los Angeles. Yes. And there are companies that give you it was like a restaurant. I, I went through their menu and said, I want that drum set, <laughs> those sticks, those cymbals, that drum pad, those hardware, and they go, sure thing. And they provided you it. You got it. You know, but wow. In Ireland, are they gonna have everything that we want? No. So you've gotta temper your expectation if we were going to go over there it would would be better if like mason just went over there and played an acoustic show yeah like he would he would tear it up over there because he's just american guy playing american cool songs that people like so would the full band be able to operate i don't know yeah wishful thinking yeah We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Figure something out. We'll figure something out. Yeah. World tour, baby. World tour. <laughs> when we went to the Virgin Islands, since it's technically a territory, uh-huh. Uh-huh. we said it was a world tour. We go, world tour 2018, and it just had one date. <laughs> one date. One date on it. <laughs> the massive, massive header that massive takes up. Massive like, header. Like one Seven-eighths of a, of a flyer, and then just the one date at the bottom. It's all how you present it, man. That's right, man. Hey, man, sales is 90% perception, okay? <laughs> That's exactly <all> right. <laughs> That's all it is, so. Oh, it was great, great though. I, I had a, I had a good time and i think i think we just got to be happy and you know like i know things aren't perfect around here but yeah we got a great we got a great scene we got great venues great bands great musicians yeah like just enjoy it Mm -hmm. even if you're not getting what you want work fucking harder absolutely but keep enjoying it you know yeah exactly with with more uh popularity and bigger shows comes way more responsibility like do you really want that yeah do you want haters now do you want Mm -hmm. people that um like if you don't show up and play a killer show are going to hate you because they spent so much money on you yeah. or whatever, you know, like you hold that responsibility to those folks, yeah. you know, man, like they, yeah, it's, they're, it's more burden on your back yeah. to, to have a company go, we we're spending more money this year than we ever have, but it's in hopes that you're going to draw for our, you know, and if they, if you sell beer, then our community charity is going to be happy this year. <laughs> but if you don't sell beer and people don't come out, then we're bankrupt. Like, Jesus. what the fuck? <laughs> that, why is it so extreme? I That's don't like... want this. I don't want this. <laughs> oh, uh, man. So just be happy with what you got, man. Yeah. Like that, that band, Philly's band, the Curly Bobs would just like, They'd give anything to to come over to America and play some of the yeah. venues and festivals and things that we have, you oh, know. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Put that into perspective, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mucho. Mucho um, perspective. Mucho perspective. Uh, I, I don't know. I use like different gendered. Yeah, it's, it's okay. That's okay. It's all right. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended. Either way, either way we spun that, it was going to be offended. I'm totally offended. Okay, well, fine. <laughs> so, well... If you if you were Pork Tornadoes, if you were if you were original band, do you think it would be as good to, like being able to take your old like original act over there? Um, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think just it's just the, I think I still think cover band has that built in appeal. Yeah, because people know the songs right, like as evident by cover bands and mu- original musicians hating each other for sure uh, anywhere in the world. But yeah. I do think I mean like we had Joel Anderson. And Will Whitmore on a couple episodes ago. I yeah. mean, those guys went on European tours with original bands mm-hmm. and were well received over there. So I do think, yeah, I think I think it would be a matter of just spinning it to be like, check out this American band. Yeah, they're coming over here and playing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like you know, the old the original band I was in back in the day, like yeah. that main band I was in, Brian Jones. Brian Jones. Yeah, we. I mean, we might have gotten to that point. Yeah, you know? I, I think we were starting to talk about it. Right. To see these other bands going on tours, going shit. You know, like could we do that yeah you know and, and and you know we 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 didn't last that long to make that happen but uh well we, we talked about that <clears throat> a little bit before yeah like about because you you guys were having success yeah. like you were gaining that you had momentum yeah i remember you speaking a lot like we had i don't know if it was on one of the, the podcast episodes but like a Wolfpack or something yeah like what was that story? Tell can will you talk about? Well, yeah, you tell well, me about that. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because I've been in a I've been in a cover bands for ten years now. Yeah, but, but you had bef- all this previous. Yeah, but, but before that, I mean I've been playing I've been playing music for probably 25, 26 years right. playing in bands. Yeah, so like um, there was fifteen years of my life where it was all original. Right, you know that was my passion was writing music and fuck cover bands. Yeah, you, you were know, like, Sean Pryor. Back I in was the day. Sean Pryor <laughs> back in the day, man. And you know, I, I went through. I went through the first band I was ever in was like a. Uh, we sounded a lot like Pearl Jam. You okay. know, like that was my influence back <laughs> yes. then. And 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 that was fun. That was like a high school thing. Yeah, early right. high school years. Yeah. And I went through a couple other uh, bands, but really the main original band that I was in was Brian Jones. Brian Jones. And that was that was a weird scenario because these dudes all went to Jefferson and I went to Xavier. Yeah. But the bass player and I went to school for like one year. Okay. And then and then we separated and they were looking for a new drummer. They had started a band He's like, oh, I remember this fucking weird dude from Xavier. Like, he was a pretty good drummer, I guess. And and so they asked me to join the band. And it was a, uh, they were at the time doing a lot of covers. They had a couple originals, but yeah. like any band, you you emulate. You know, you you you're starting off. You're playing some covers. I mean, that, that's just how it goes. Yeah. You know, you're you're kind of playing covers. You're learning what your style is. And back then we were playing a lot of Deftones, okay. which no one was covering Deftones. Right. And like, you know, and we just covered a lot of things that we liked and then started writing music. And I was never in like a hardcore heavy, sure. heavy type band. Yeah. So it was amazing to get into that band. Cause it was a whole different genre of things. And, and so we put out like a, a very, okay self-recorded album right off the bat where we were still trying to find ourselves and yeah some songs sounded like our the artists we liked and stuff like that but whatever but then we got real serious i mean we pretty much for the most part ditched all cover music that we play mm-hmm. aside from the the occasional this is a cool song that like, we that we like and yeah. we um we again recorded uh like a 10 song album 
with a friend of ours um, that was pretty dope. Like we, we did it all DIY. We hand packaged everything yeah. and I, and our sound was really starting to come through yeah. around that point, starting to get a little bit more fans than just our friends kind of a thing, right. you know, playing some cool shows. Uh, and then where it really kind of changes, we, we all went to college and a few of us were in Iowa city Okay, and we got immersed into that Iowa city scene, which to me, 2000 to 2003 Iowa City was like one of the best scenes yeah. around uh, in my opinion it was so amazing we had 10 grand and Will Whitmore like who have been on the episode before yep <clears throat> incredible incredible bands doing cool thing and it was really inspiring to us cuz we're like we want to we want to do this cool shit too we want to you know create music that we're passionate about and find yeah. our own sound and so we um we got real serious into writing and we put out a uh, full length studio recorded album that we went to uh, Illinois to record for like two weeks. Uh, Matt Talbot from Hum. You remember the band Hum? Y- yes. They were like, if you, they were like 90s, late 2000s. <laughs> I mean, like they had a fairly famous song on the radio. Like they never yeah. really hit, but they hit. Yeah. They're huge. So the, the guitar player from Hum owned a studio there and we went and okay. recorded it full length packaging cd mastered you know well recorded sound it finally sounded good to me like right this is it and we went on some tours and stuff you know like we yeah. did um we did a midwest tour and then we did a tour all the way to the west coast and back really? all kind of set up on our own starting to gain some momentum from from that album mm-hmm. um and the whole goal all along was that when we graduated college we would give it a shot. You know, okay. like we were all in school, so it was it was hard to find time to tour. We would tour Correct. in the summer, but then during the year, you know, yeah. play the shows at Gabe's and uh, you know nearby places. But we said we're going to give it a shot. You know, let's let's do this. So we all in I guess this is the summer of two thousand five. We had lined up a, a mega tour. I mean, like we were going for it, man. Yeah. We were all quitting jobs. Nowhere really? to live. Like, we're going. You know, we, we've got these songs. We've got these albums. We've got this merch. You're cutting expenses. Yeah. You're trimming life down, trimming all the fat so you can live thin. Yeah. Like, if we're going to make it, let's find out. Like, yeah. If, if we can make a career out of this, let's find out. Yeah. And so, um, like, a week or two before we left for tour, like tragic accident happened. Our, our bass player, um, like ended up having um this mega huge thing fall on him God. um and it and it fucked up his leg uh like broke bones tore leg tore arteries shattered his foot um and put him in the hospital for like a month jesus you know i mean and, and it was weird because i mean he ended up um losing his leg you know from from below the knee down and there was some big recovery obviously involved in that of course, yeah um so we we canceled the tour Okay. Um, he really wanted us to go anyway, find someone and go. But that, I mean, looking back, that scared the fuck out of me. That accident that happened to my, you know, one of my best friends in the yeah. world. And like, it kind of scared me. It showed me that like, you can be vulnerable, I you're, guess. Like you're fragile. You're, you're like, not, you're a fragile. You're not, you're not invincible. No, as you're not invincible. Whoever. And like shit can happen to you. And it was, a, it was weird. Cause <clears throat> it was a super, transitional point in a lot of people's lives you know like this happened to him um you know we all graduated school 
uh, guitar player was dealing with like some hand issues a little bit. Mm. I, I, uh, was in a long-term relationship that ended, um, not by my choice, you know? So like that'll rip you up a little bit. I did. My parents moved away. I didn't have a place. I didn't have that comfort zone to come live at. Yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a super weird transitional point to where we all kind of, in a way lost passion. Yeah. I, I can't even say lost passion. Like we just, we got derailed. Derailed. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was this, it was this barrier that just seemed. Yeah. And it, it was yeah. weird. Cause you know, so he, he got back on it, you know, he got back up and running and we actually rented a house together and built like a basement studio in it. And what's crazy is we, we then started recording some new music that was the most, in my opinion, like innovative, original sound that I'd been around in a long time. I mean, like we really found our voice that, that full length album was great. Mm-hmm. It was a very awesome. And then we really found it, I think with some of that new stuff, but we never properly recorded it. You know, we, we got some nice demos done, but yeah. then it just, everything just sort of like fizzled, fizzled out, you know, like everything's in a weird way. It just was non anticlimactic, like fizzle out, Yeah, you know, of, of six years, six, seven years of being a band and then just sort of eh, fizzled out. Just let go. And it was weird because we were all transitioning in life. Like that's such a tough age. What is it like? Well, yeah. 23 to 26. Yeah. You know, where you're just like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> like, yeah, I've gone through all the steps in life. That I'm supposed to do, and now I'm at the end, and I'm like, well, now what do I what do? What the hell do I hey, have? <laughs> hey, someone tell me where to go now. Yeah. <laughs> I followed your advice. And yeah. <laughs> and it was crazy, dude, because, I mean, like, those guys were the most influential dudes in my life for six, seven years. Yeah. Closest friends, been through insane times. I mean, like, touring the fucking country, man. Yeah. Like, getting in front of new people, like, and these are my only allies in the world here you know and meeting all these other bands and playing shows with them and like it was amazing dude like i know i downplay things a lot yeah so i've probably downplayed things on past episodes about oh yeah it was just this band but like it was everything to me it was everything to those dudes and it was weird because i mean that was my biggest experience in original music and i think it was hard to see that all that hard work and dedication that you put into it Mm -hmm like doesn't lead to something mega in your head that you think's going to happen. It's a pretty major sucker punch. Right. Man. When right you realize you're not going to, and you like, yeah, like all that, that all that, it all culminated into this one moment when nothing. Yeah. Happened. And nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened. And like, and you thought fairy tale world of all these, you know, everybody gets a participation yeah. trophy and like, yeah. we're like, um, we're going to make it. And you know, and yeah. we, and I love, I love the album. I listen back to them a lot mm-hmm. and they're fucking cool. And yeah. you know, maybe we were ahead of our time. Maybe we were behind the time. Things just didn't work out, yeah. you know? And it, and it's, and it's, it's cool. Cause I'm, I would never trade any of that for the world. If they wanted to reunite tomorrow, I'd fucking be like done. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're playing shows. Let's do this. Cause I believe in that music and yeah. I believe in those dudes and yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. Cause I, I got a lot of flack for the, uh, I do get a lot of flack for the being in the cover band and talking about how mm-hmm. I, I want big crowds and I want success. And, yeah. but, but to me, I experienced, I experienced writing music, mm-hmm. recording music, touring, everything that original bands do I've experienced. And, um, you know, no matter what kind of band you're going to be in, you're still going to have that 
camaraderie of musicians like that never goes away and that's the number one if right. if you didn't have that being with your buddies playing music feel mm-hmm. i wouldn't fucking do it yeah. screw that that's number one yeah but then the the rest of it is like i've experienced it all i don't really have the passion or drive to like create because i don't feel like i can fully immerse myself anymore yeah like i did back in the day right so all that i ever didn't get to achieve was like some popularity mm-hmm. over over you know on a big scale right you know because we we did have great success and we had a lot of great fans and sold a lot of albums and stuff mm-hmm. but that like giant crowd and that you know like we yeah. got fucking roadies now and like yeah. like isn't that isn't that amazing yeah, like we yeah. have roadies yeah so cool but i think i got a lot of flack for that but like that's what i want yeah you know that's what i want to do and if if you don't want success and, and you just care about the, the art, then that's cool. Yeah. That, that's what you want too. Yeah. That's I've done it. Fine. You know? And like, it was, it was amazing. I would never trade original music for the world. Like I love that people are creating original music because mm-hmm. I love music. And like all the bands that I listen to are original bands. Right. You know? And like they started somewhere too. So yeah. like, would I ever want to re- people to stop playing original music? No. That's why we kind of started this group to just, help make everybody better you know and i i hope i hope all you original artists like uh don't think that cover artists don't give a fuck about you because i love original music yeah i was i was you yeah exactly i was you You lived that for i lived it how many years 15 something years of just wonder like creating music and hoping people will dig it you know but ultimately just being like this is for me yeah because it, it really was. I mean, we we made music for ourselves. A lot of times we when we played, it was all like, it's that original band, like, don't look at the crowd. You yes. know, like, we're all looking at each other going, yeah, <laughs> backs turned to the crowd. You know, like, that's because it's like, it's it feels good. Like, yeah. these are my boys. Right. We, we've been living in a van for two months together. Like, this is my safety net, you know? Yeah. Did we talk about that on a podcast? Did, did I ever tell that story? I don't know if to you, you told that on a podcast, man. Like, I, I think I remember like parts of that story, though, at one point or another. Like, when we were trying to, maybe it was leading up to the podcast yeah. or, or something like that. But I mean, I'll have to rifle through yeah. the episodes and see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, like, it is. It's, it's all about, uh, that camaraderie, the the band aspect of it is why you start a band. Yeah, like when you're when you're with your buds, and the the music that comes out of that is literally just a byproduct of being with those guys. Yeah, that's it totally it. It's like it's a, the machine of you guys together working as a machine. Yes, and then what comes out of it? You I know? think that gets misconstrued. Like, yeah, you came together to make music, but you came together, and the reason that or the that music came out is because those guys are in that circle. Yeah. You know, it would have been different music if it was different guys. Yeah. So like, um, and, but the, the bond is what builds that. Yep. And that absolutely translates to what you do now. Yep. Cause you guys, you just said you guys try to make vacations together. Yeah, like, right. You know? So it's like, I, it, I always find it weird when people are like, when I ask Kurt Burgess, I'm like, are you guys best friends? He's like, no, we don't hang out ever. That's crazy. And I found that weird. I'm like, this, whoa, hold Kurt, on a second. That's crazy. Kurt, Kurt, you're fucking crazy, man. But I get it. I get it. No, you know, of course. The older you get, the longer you've been playing with bands. Yeah. You know, like Mick Jagger and Keith Richards don't ever talk to each other, you know, but yeah. they create the fucking, some of the best music in the world. Yeah. But it's, it's crazy too. Cause like, it's funny thinking back to the Brian Jones stuff. Like, um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I kind of, I've always regretted the way it just fizzled out. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I could see how we all just 
had different things going on in different directions and different career paths. And mm-hmm. like, you know, if we would have, if the accident had never happened, you know, would we have hit that, would we have hit that tour and would yeah. good things have happened? I don't know. Like, I'd like to think it cool things would have happened, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe it didn't. And, and then we'd be in the same place, but like, I, I wish we could have tried. I wish it would have, we would have been able to take that new music to people and see what they thought about it. Yeah. Cause I still think, I still think that's some of the, the best shit I've ever been involved with was th- some of that music that we never properly recorded. Sure. We've got, you know, demo type recordings of it, but I mean, that's, that's like the purest musician I ever felt was probably that time. Okay. You know, like I am operating on all creative cylinders right now, you know, cause those dudes, those dudes were great at pushing each other to, to make sure I think that's what any band is, is like, if you guys aren't challenging each, each other to make yeah. each other better, like you're, you're not doing it right. Right. You can't just be like, Oh, that's just the way he plays. Like, no, if that's not right, like let's make him yeah. better at that. Ex- exactly. Challenge him. Like, uh, Zach and Zach, the guitar player used to always be like, all right, go into your basement tomorrow and don't come out until you have some really awesome drum part you know really like just just, start making shit up and like come mm -hmm. up with some really unique weird drum part that then we could build off of and make a song you know wow so that's that's cool to push and it's the same with the cover band world like Corey, Corey really pushed me to be like dude you drag you drag your tempos drag no they don't i'm fucking no they drag you need to be on top, if not ahead of the beat. Yeah. That hi-hat hand needs to pushing. be pushing. Pushing. It cannot yeah. be lazy. And I grew up 90s rock, dude. If you listen to 90s grunge drummers, <laughs> they're fucking terrible. <laughs> like, like especially like the Alice in Chains drummer. Yeah, like, yeah. It's all lazy. Everything's just lazy. Yeah. Like, no, get on top of that shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I used to like be like, no, fuck you, fuck you. No, like now, okay, now I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, duh. Like it's The push, man. Yeah, I, I am yeah. pushing and I'm yeah. I am being better about that. So yeah. I think we can all challenge our, our fellow bandmates to just be better. Right. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I learned about with Brian Jones was just the camaraderie aspect yeah. of it. That's a, that's a huge part of it. That's a huge part of having knowing thinking or knowing you have the right guys. Elizabeth said that last yeah, episode, right? she gets the right people. She has, when she makes her schedule for the year or whatever she's doing and, and she got to get the right people. She got to have the right people. And part of that is, you know, especially in an original band is oh, making God. sure you're pushing each other, not just accepting junk. Yeah. You know, and it's a marriage, man. Yeah. And even, I think even more so in the original band world, that is a marriage. It is like you're, you're married to three to four to five people. And it's so hard to it's, keep everybody happy dude. and, and put up with everybody's terrible tendencies and mm-hmm. habits when you're in a van. That's what I was just going to say. Like, <laughs> oh my God. You ever just want to test the boundaries, man. You just put yourself all into a van that you pulled one of the seats out of. Dude, me and me and Nick rebuilt the floor <laughs> out of wood and, and carpet scraps of our van that we had that had rusted out like yes, into the well. You could see the, fl- we, the road. Yeah, we, we saw the, we could see, before we did it, we saw the wheel running through <laughs> like not good not good so what we did our solution instead of you know buying a new van because we're broke because we're original musicians totally. who are clearly going to make clearly. it clearly um quote end quote uh <laughs> they we built a new floor <laughs> out of wood over this van 
and and put carpet over it, stapled it in, tucked it in, and then we and then we drilled and attached our own trailer hitch to this van. Oh my That's god. That's what we did, man. So we could DIY get culture out there, its finest. So we could get out there and tour and play man, music. And play music. Oh dude, yeah, we had a four, 1980 Ford Super Wagon extended minivan with like tinted windows yeah. and lime green like racing stripe down yeah. like broken windows <laughs> and stuff it had two gas tanks you could flip a switch yeah. and like and and get the whole other tank but it was nuts because wow. gas was dollar fifty a gallon yeah and you could you could make it a long ways and so like we we got probably like 10 miles to the gallon in that uh-huh, fucking van uh-huh. but hey it's all right we can we can do this we can make it happen but right. it's so crazy to think of there are probably many advances to being a touring original band nowadays, but yeah. there are probably many disadvantages. Oh yeah, like with gas prices and yeah, uh, we were right on that cusp. Like when we were going uh, on this, man, do? this is when gas was like averaging three twenty five, oh, and like or <laughs> you're just like, why are we paying this much in the Midwest? And, yeah, you, you your you tour know. dates are you're from Minnesota and you play <laughs> Hiawatha, Marion, uh, Cedar Rapids, <laughs> Swisher, Iowa City. Like that's as far as you can go. Yeah, it's as far as we can get. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, we booked down into hannibal missouri and like, yeah. you know but but you know and even further after that so it was it was so fun man like i mm-hmm. i would love to uh i would love to have the time to be in an original band again because i think yeah. original bands take so much energy and so much time and practice and uh we share a studio space with trees reach oh yeah trees reach yeah and those motherfuckers are there like Every day for like four to five hours, just writing and recording, Dude. and 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 you know, like I I envy them because yeah. like that's so. I would love to just be in and be able to be together multiple times a week and writing and writing music, being and, creative, and, and yeah. it's like just the older you get, the harder that is. I think sure. it's very hard to be in an original band the older you get. Yeah, it's a young man's game. I I think I think you're right unless you've. <laughs> Uh, unless you are able to burn the midnight oil yeah. um, on a regular basis, yeah. you know, which, you know, some people do. Yeah. And, or uh, you go all in and you're a full-time musician. Correct. And, and you, you just find your avenues yeah. and you deal with yep. it, you know, um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's, it's so difficult yeah. as you get older, even the, even the, um, uh, practicality of it, of like, what do you do for insurance? And like, what, what do you do? Insurance. It's like, you know, you can't, okay. So I have to have a job that'll give me insurance Fuck. or I just go pay this. It's like, you know, yeah, it is. It's kind of a young man's game. Live off your parents' insurance oh, until God, you get to be right? 26, you know? Right. Now what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's ultimately what, what, what was really funny and to continue the story is, mm-hmm. um, when we disbanded, I was like, well, now I'm an adult. I need to go on to adult things. Yeah. And I got like a corporate America job and, mm-hmm. and, and I just stopped playing music because to me that was, it was that or none. Like I, I'm either in this full band original world of playing music and trying to make it mm-hmm. and make a career out of it or I'm not playing music at all and I'm an adult. So you just decided to just cut yeah, the half pregnancy stuff like I'm half with the half and it's like no I need to I'm, I'm, I'm going to do band. this. Yep and, and so I didn't play I didn't pick up a guitar or a drum set for a year probably yeah. 2007 2006 and to 2007 somewhere in there cuz like that was it. But the cool thing about the cover band thing is that it brought me back to music, pulled you back in, it pulled me back to music. It, it, it was like, no, 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 listen, like you can still play music. You're a great musician. You're a great drummer. Like you still need to share your talents 
and 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 have fun. Like it's not so much even sharing your talents. It's it's like for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Mike, uh, you should still play drums because it helps you be a better person. It helps you be a better person. Yeah. It's therapy. It totally is, dude. And it was amazing. Uh, I've said it before, but Josh Meisner. Yeah. Uh, I worked with him. I'd met him, and he just heard. He's like, "Hey, I heard you're playing drums." I'm like, "I don't know." I haven't played drums in a long time. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, I'm an adult now. I don't play music. <laughs> Excuse like, well, me. Well, dude, what if like we did like this cover band thing? And I remember just being like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. <laughs> and he's like, no, but check it out. Like we don't really have to play that much. We don't really have to practice that much. You can make a little bit of money. And I'm like, well, shit. Maybe okay. there's something to Let this. Me, let's try this. Let's try this yeah. out. And it was cool. Cause that, um, really set me back on a path to, just being where I am now and just finding that um, balance between life and music and yeah. being happy. And, and, you know, so like it's, it's amazing because the original music set me down that path. You know, right. we, we all try to emulate our favorite artists. And then once we get good at our, our instruments, mm-hmm. we want to create. Yeah. And dude, I think one of the coolest things I can leave in this world is that I did create music yeah. and it's recorded and it's, it's there. And if anybody wants to listen to it, they can. And my kids and grandkids want to listen to it. Like, boom. Yeah. I wrote, I, I was on some albums. I wrote some cool shit. Yeah. You it's know, a little, it's a little different from like when you're, you know, your grandparents' music and now you listen to their music yeah. or something. But, oh, this is what granddad yeah, did. Yeah. What's heavy metal? Oh, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's so lame. <laughs> oh, man. This is so like 30 years ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but, well, it's, but it's true, though. It's like, man, there's it's a legacy. There it man. is. You just like left your legacy. And yeah. like, people can listen to that again. Yeah. That is, that's it's a pretty cool thought yeah you know what i mean it's it's pretty pretty awesome to be able to think about and be like yeah it's like that means 20 years from now like any rando could pick this up and be like yeah. and maybe dig it maybe dig it you, you, know? you what was that story uh it's on netflix it's that documentary about that guy uh this folk singer i've never seen it but i've heard the story it's oh, i know exactly the folk singer about. wrote a bunch of albums like 20 30 years ago yes. never made it Thought he was a disgrace, quit playing music, mm-hmm. went to work some shit job. But it turns out that that album somehow like sparked a revolution in a country and was like the rally cry of the people. God. And everyone idolized this guy and they couldn't really? find him. And uh, isn't it like Sugar Man? Searching, Something like searching that. Searching for Sugar Man or whatever. We'll, we'll post it. But, yeah. but like then they found him and they're like, dude, you need to come play shows in this country. And he would go and play shows for like 100,000 people oh my who God. adored everything he ever did. Jeez. You know, so like, is that going to happen to yeah. everybody? No. But no. what if somebody finds it and loves it, you know? Yeah. Exactly, man. Like, you know, who knows? Maybe there's a Brian Jones song that is yeah. just just transcending the airwaves in know. Japan. You never know, <laughs> you man. You know what I mean? Like, it's seriously, there are, there are bands that have done that, yeah. too. Like, but it, and it even goes back to, like, if that happened, cool. But the, the memories that I have of being in that band and the experiences we did right. and the shows we played and the people we met and the songs we recorded and the moments we had – like that's that's everything to mm-hmm. me. I mean, that's one of my favorite time periods of my entire life. Right. Was that five, six something years, you know, like mm-hmm. I was young, I was fucking yeah, this is the shit, you know. Right. Nobody can touch me. No one yeah. Yeah. Invincible <clears throat> and the invincible yeah. Mike Schulte. At, invincible at that Mike age Schulte. And just... Now I'm fatalistic and nihilistic <laughs> and I hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna die someday. Drop the bomb. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. man. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's interesting. Though. Yeah. 
that yeah i mean maybe people don't really know that it, i don't think people I talk are, about the original stuff but like yeah it was it was a big thing man it was a big thing I, for a I long don't know time if people knew that though right some people yeah, some people maybe. did sure yeah. but like but like i think there's more to this than just like you're a, you're hey man you're mike schulte from the pork tornadoes hey. you lived how many years before <laughs> yeah. that and also, by the way, part of the pork tornadoes too yeah. of, of just absolute grinding. Yeah, but still, and putting your passion into it, but all that into original music right. as well, and being a part of like you know Iowa City is a a huge music scene, yeah. and and it it fluctuates up and down yeah. and it changes constantly because it's just that town. But yeah. that was a big time for that music yeah. scene. That's just b- before I was getting and going to shows, yeah. and yeah. I remember seeing like. Oh, do you remember the Bad Fathers or whatever? Like, yeah, like other bands. It was like kind a, of a rap, rap yeah, group. Yeah, like that's one. And like, that was right at the end of our. Like see? they were coming up as we were all kind of ending a little and bit. I think. That's the thing is like there's all these like uh, I was I remember going to shows and coming up from my small town. Yeah. And it was a big deal to go oh. to a show in Iowa City because so and so was coming through, and you had all those Iowa City bands that were opening the shows yeah. and stuff, and it was cool to become a part of that. Yep. And it's a constant flow. I couldn't. I definitely wouldn't be the same musician that I am today without having lived through the original band. Yeah, music. The, I don't the think creativity, you, there's no way the the creativity that it takes to be in an original yeah. band and write music, and the drive that it takes. If you can take that and put it into the world you're in now, I yeah, mean, you, you're like. You, that, you you have you can't be that stale cover band like you got to be creative about it too you know the, I, that's the thing I think that's got to be something that came came yeah. out of your oh, experience yeah. in that that grind you have to grind as yeah. an original band if you if you have the audacity to think that you're going to make it yeah <laughs> you're going to do something you have the audacity yeah. man you have to be grinding gotta and and if you if you if you are able to put yourself on a tour you've been grinding yeah you know what i mean to, yeah and you know I, I did a lot of the booking for some of yeah. that stuff you know i mean we shared a lot of duties but yeah but I, I i i helped a lot with the booking and and you know um just just getting things rolling you know and yeah. i was sort of one of the guys i mean that that was i was the arranger you know of the like now hold on a second what if that part happened here and what if we did that and yeah that was where I really learned to cut my teeth on the whole on a second. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. What if we did this yeah. instead? Flip you know? it around. Yeah. yeah. And just learning to work. Uh, that's your first real experience of being in a band of learning how to work as a unit. You yeah. know, like some people have the sports aspect. Some people have the music aspect of like, how do we play? How are we our best as, as a unit, as a group? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just have that one guy wanking solos in the corner while exactly. you're, you're three are here and one guy's over there. Like, yeah. This doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. There's the amount of work that goes into the original world yeah. that you like lived in for so long. Yeah. I, I understand why people, I think that's why some people get so jaded is because it does take yeah. a lot of work, man. And it's unfortunate when people don't get the recognition yeah. that they deserve. Yeah, every, ba- you know, every band fucking deserves to be huge. And- yeah, like, yeah, you want to give them that, but, you know, yeah, it's, everybody it is. Everybody can't be a famous band, you know no, I mean? Right. It's one of your first lessons in like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a millionaire just because I'm a nice guy or like yeah. I'm not going to be get the best job in the world just because I deserve it I'm, I'm yeah. you know like it just it doesn't always it's not fair right some bands make it some bands don't but that's not ultimately what it's about no looking back 
I, I really did want success. I wanted yeah. to be the next huge band. I wanted to make a career out of mm-hmm. music, but, but, um, now that I'm older, I'm able to say, well, that wasn't the important part. Yeah. It was the lessons that the we lessons, learned being yes. in that band. Yes. Cause yeah. Could we have made it big and been 22 years old and been like fucking huge rock stars? Like mm-hmm. that would not have been good. <laughs> it would not. We talk about that with pork tornadoes. Like yeah. if, if what we're doing right now, the success we have right now happened when we were 22, mm-hmm. 23 years old, we would be the most hated people in the entire world. <laughs> Cause you know, like you take that young mentality, yeah. like fuck everybody. Like, <laughs> I can get whatever I want. Like that's not good. I'm a badass. Like, yeah, that's not good. You all owe me stuff. You uh, have to learn humility yeah. first. It's like yeah, exactly. Oh shit, man. Yes. Well, it's yeah. fun. Thanks for taking me down a little. Uh, yeah. Uh, we didn't know where we were going with this episode. No, but I'm glad. What are we gonna Mike, call it? Uh, Memory Lane. Memory Lane. Mike <laughs> Schulte, not just in a, a cover band, man. <laughs> not just. <laughs> So we'll, we'll, there'll be a catchy title, we'll all right? We'll work on we'll it. We'll work it, man. Oh, dude. Well, oh, yeah, AJ Vance, as always, we didn't yes. introduce you at the beginning. No. Just me and you. I like these just me and you episodes. Yeah, it's, it's a good chat, man. You it's get always... to chat more. I, I feel like I take over too much. No, it's good. Like, that's good. I like the dynamic. Yep. It's you. You get to talk to them. I like to be able to interject. But it's, now, hold on I, a second. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I... It's, this is what I love, man. Yeah. I love being well, this aspect you, for we've you. We've talked about this before. You on your other podcast, I'm mm-hmm. super stoked. Yeah, you're the leader, correct? So, and I also am like the leader, kind of on this. Yes, and like the Pork Tornadoes podcast. But if yeah. if I could be a guest on something, mm-hmm. I would love. I would almost love it more. Yeah, just be like, no. I'm yeah, gonna, I love I'm the dynamic change. You just know? sitting back here, ask yeah. me something if you want. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I love it. I love being uh, love being a part of it. Yep. And that's that's it, man. I love it. So um, I was going to mention um that if you haven't seen it yet uh nubo market mm-hmm. is asking for submissions uh for epks oh. for next summer's outdoor concert series okay if you guys haven't seen that yet get your fucking epks together jesus and yeah. send them look up uh uh nubo market uh rock the block type stuff okay i think he posted it on our page as well logan did um, I know for a fact we've said this before Uptown Friday Nights is going to be asking for shit like that too Okay So you guys need to focus immediately On getting your EPK together Now is the time Now is the time If you have one Do not hesitate Fucking go back and delete it and start again like, Okay Make it better go. Make it better Nice Yeah That's about I think uh, You got to check out um, We talked about it last episode Faces Turn Ashen has a yeah. new dope video yep. uh, Fresh Fighters put out a dope video too yep. as well I saw that Pretender. too Pretender Yeah if you guys got cool shit, send it to us. Post it. And let's let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let us I think talk we should, about it. Don't you think we should do another thread of like post your your best song yeah. recording or something like that? Post or your best song. We did it with the videos. Best, we yeah. said post a video about your band or something mm-hmm. like that. I thought that was cool. It got a lot of interaction and I saw a lot of music videos. I watched every single one of those. Yeah. And I saw a lot of cool shit that I haven't seen. Like be nice to do something like that again yeah you know we get caught up in like the no promotion in the cr yeah. but it's not that type of press. Yeah. it's no just this like yeah just we'll put it on one thread yeah exactly yeah like this like yeah right now brag yeah. about yourself and put this right on now there. but Tell only us right about now it. right now there's a guy part. there was a guy last week that posted his music video like four times uh-oh yeah and i just kept delete uh, finally yeah. i'm like dude you can't do that read the description right yes <laughs> no advertising no well advertising. i'm gonna put my video on uh, <laughs> this is okay Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not fine. Uh, as always, download uh, the Iowa Live Music app. Yeah, God, it's so good. When I, I'm gonna have a couple, uh, Mr. Max. I'm gonna have a lot of Fridays off coming up. Nice. So like, that's my first thing I do on Friday morning. I'm like, who am I gonna go see tonight? Yeah, Iowa Live Music app. 
rad. Rap um, app. Yeah, no, it's awesome because Rap. it's it's tons of, tons of good music. He does like drink specials, food, like all this different stuff. It's a yeah. uh, Iowa nightlife, but it's all focused around yeah. Iowa music. Yeah. And that's so cool. And that's we'll probably do another giant like everybody should share this mm-hmm. because it's it's good for us as musicians, but it's even better for the public. Exactly. The public needs to see that. Yeah, exactly. To know that oh, the nothing fun ever happens. Yeah, right. Look at this Iowa Live music app. There are seven shows going on right now. Yeah. What do you want to go see? Yeah, if you can't find something to do, you're not trying. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, man. Well, I think that's about it, buddy. That's all we got. Uh, we we got. will leave. We we open this episode with a Brian Jones song. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna leave this episode with whatever song you want to play. What song do you want to play? I'm gonna throw a kidnap song on. Yes, and it's gonna sound terrible, but it's gonna be awesome. Start it now. <laughs> now, yes, kidnap the sun. AJ's old band. You guys gonna ever reunite or anything like that? <sighs> There's been talk about it. Oh, There's yeah. been talk about it. Oh, yeah. I was the stickler. Do you know? Uh, you said no. I said I said no. I was. I'm bitter. That? Okay, so you're bitter. Bitter. That'll be another memory lane episode. Let's, we'll do. We'll flip this. We'll take you <laughs> we'll down memory it. lane. All right, bro. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Wake up! Wake up!